Hey everybody, what's going on? Uh, welcome to uh, Bored to Death, a tabletop and board gaming podcast where we talk to you about our favorite hobby and hopefully at the end of it you either agree with us or we're complete fucking losers. I don't, I really don't. Those are the only options. There's no gray area, no in between. Yeah, you either agree with us or you're a loser. No. It's either they agree with us or they think we're losers. Oh. Oh, I thought you said that either they agree they agree with us or they are losers, which I kind yeah. of prefer that way. Yeah. That's that's real standoffish though. Um, hey, welcome to our podcast where we say things and if you don't like it, go fuck yourself. <laughs> Isn't that why people have podcasts? I think. I don't know. Mm-hmm doesn't really matter to me. It really doesn't. Anywho, I'm John. I'm Kayla. And yeah, we, uh, we're we a married couple who likes board games and shit, and then we talk about them, and then... We had to start a podcast because our friends were tired of listening to us. Yeah, and now we just berate strangers with insults and obscenities like... Like you're a loser if you don't agree with us. Exactly. I'm not here to make friends, except maybe a little bit. Yep. Well, anywho, thanks for hanging out. Uh, our last episode, we said we were going to take a break from buying games for a while. Uh-huh. And then uh, and then some shit happened. Like... What happened? We bought more games. Yeah. Well, the first thing that happened is that we got a refund registration from the Maryland Vehicle Administration. Is that the what it stands for? MVA? The mo- the, Motor Vehicle. Yeah. Motor Vehicle. Yeah, yeah MD, MVA. MDMVA? Yeah, the Maryland... Whatever, it doesn't matter. Motor Vehicle Administration. Um, so they sent us a check because we traded in an old car, so we got a refund on that registration, which was the exact amount for one of the new games that we really wanted. Yeah, so that happened. Yeah, and then there was a sale. Mm-hmm. The spring sale at No Land Beyond. Yeah, that's our local uh, board game shop in uh, Baltimore that we like to frequent. And uh, and then I had a whole bunch of Magic the Gathering cards laying around that I didn't think were worth jack dick. And then uh traded them in. They're like, yo, this is like worth 33 bucks. Do you want that in store credit or cash? And we're like, fuck yeah, store credit. Yep. So we ended up getting two games then as well. Yeah. And a boozy snow cone. Yeah. Which was delicious. It was pretty good. Yeah. I can't wait to go back there so we can have more more boozy snow cones. Nothing wrong with, uh, al- you know, just add alcohol into your board gaming to calm to calm the tension. Tension? You got yeah. tension? Mm-hmm. Why? Because if I don't win, I flip tables. <laughs> well, I should have recapped our March stats for this episode. Yeah, I got fucking wrecked. I'm pretty sure I won... Like, 17 games, and you won, like, 8. Yeah. I win. That's, like, 500 for baseball. That's not bad. Yeah. A little over 500. Because baseball. No. Nah. That's not how winning works. No, I don't think so. I'm going to get a calculator. Do 17 divided by 8. No, that's not how it works. you got to take your total. We played a total of about 25 games, and you won 8 of them. So 8 divided by 25. That's thirty two percent. You have to you're batting three twenty. That's still pretty good for baseball. Yeah. But this isn't baseball. Nope. This is board gaming. And winning or losing for either of us doesn't give us money because we don't how do you board game professionally? Like I there's don't like know. there's like like pro gamers who like do competitive like 
online shit. It's like, yo, I'm, I'm going to fuck you up in Catan. How about that? How about I'm, I'm going to get... A, I've been I've been drafted by by this team <laughs> to just put the robber on whatever the fuck you want, and you're never gonna get that. And that's the strategy for me winning. No, you're never gonna get it. Yeah, what do they pay you in Slim Jims and Monster? I've never felt oh, better. God, make <laughs> me shit your pants, yeah. as they say. Yeah. As you say. Oh, who are your sponsors for this? I don't know. Hellman's mayonnaise and and Kraft oh, singles. God. <laughs> Why are you so disgusting? I don't know. I can, can you think of like what would be like some fucking like real world like corporations or businesses that would sponsor uh, like a, a pro board gamer? Like who would it be? Magic to get like aside from like the like, obvious aside from like gaming companies mm-hmm. sponsoring an individual. Who who would it be? I feel like Cheetos or something. Yeah, Cheetos and Mountain Dew. But that's like that's like video games too. I suppose. Well, what what's the specific? I don't know. Whoever like makes those fucking card protectors, so like some ass <laughs> bag who has greasy hands just doesn't fuck your shit up when they come over. Yeah, probably. Yeah, you gotta eat the snacks with uh like chopsticks, basically. Yeah. Don't don't touch my pieces with your greasy fingers. Also, we're not that pretentious about it. As long as you but... don't like literally swipe your my your cards like the cards that I have in my game into your ass crack like my 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 standards are pretty low as long as you don't like drool on my uh, on my board and like (laughs) shove the pieces into into orifices or crevices yeah i think without without distinct permission like i'm not here to king shame but like i mean you can do that with your own game yeah just don't do it with our game Mm -hmm. what we do with our games is our business though so That's a risk you take coming over to our house. Yeah, you can go and, and listen on the Board Game Butt Plug podcast, okay? <laughs> that's not... Hey, we weren't going to tell people about our side project, okay? That's true. <laughs> Just shove a D20 up your butt. There you go. <laughs> this is taking a turn that I'm not okay with. No. Uh, so, anywho, we're actually not here to talk about uh, fictional board, board game, game sponsors sex or, or sex toys, you know? Again, that's our that's our what pet project. What would be a board game? Never mind. Uh, <laughs> so with with some of the stuff that we've gotten, um, we we from time to time like to do board game reviews of board games that we're really passionate about. And of the three that we've gotten um, from our last run, we like all three of them. But I don't think they're they're anything that is like our favorite or like something super amazing that like we were super excited about. But mm-hmm. We still like to talk about new games in our collection that we enjoy, and we think that all three of these that we're going to discuss today are worth adding to your collection if they don't kind of tickle that tickle that uh, missing piece of, mm-hmm. of what you're looking for. So we're going to run down uh, three different games. Uh, we got Liftoff, Get Me Off This Planet, uh, 100 Tori, and Lost Ruins of Arnak. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we bought recently. And all three of them are very different, uh, even though two of them are by the same publisher. So mm-hmm. that's that's pretty cool. But, um, yeah. And this is a cry for help. Don't let us buy any more things, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah, every time every time we buy something new, I'm like, oh, I guess we're good. Yeah. And then there's something else that comes out. Or, you know, people have a sale. And I'm like, well, if, it's a, if I was going to buy it anyway. But we weren't. No. We were, pro- we were going to get the 100 Tory at some point. And Lost Ruins. 
Yeah. Liftoff was a complete spontaneous buy. That's true. And that's where we're going to start. Uh, yeah, so uh, the game is called Liftoff, Get Me Off This Planet. We got the expanded deluxe edition because that's the only fucking one that was there. I didn't know there was a difference between... Nope. Aside from the, the flavor text on the front of the box, I didn't know there was a difference. Yeah, I don't... I'd never heard of this game Yeah. before uh, we saw it on the shelf. By a developer called Pencil First Games. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's... We've now discovered, aside from, like, nature shit that we really like added into our collection... Space is a very close, if not uh, tied for first uh, theme. You love space the most. I don't, I mean, I like space the, I would say I like space just as much as adventure, but I feel like, not adventure, nature, but I feel like there are just more space games. Mm -hmm. So just like the access to be like, oh, space game, well, here's all this bullshit. Like, yeah, there's just more of them. Definitely. It's easier to pick up, but uh, I think at some point we're going to have to do, like, we did the um, travel-themed yeah. episode. We're going to have to do a space-themed episode, yeah, because we have so many space games. That's true. I would say pir- like pirates are, like, my favorite theme. Pirates but, are your draw for sure. But I don't know too many games have gotten the mechanic, like, solid. And mm-hmm. we, and I feel like the space theme just lends itself to a whole bunch of different mechanics and artwork and seriousness versus not and, mm-hmm. but um yeah liftoff is a uh, a game essentially that uh you are trying you are on a planet that's about to explode yep you and your alien race are trying to get from the center of the planet in the core up to the surface and then get to rocket ships and get the fuck off the planet before it blows and some of them aren't even rocket ships they're just ways sticking out yeah like like, one of them was a bonfire. Mm-hmm. Where and you're, like, signal- trying to you're- signal to other rockets flying by to come and help get you off this planet. Yep. Another one was a jetpack. Mm-hmm. Which is one person can go at a time. What were the other two? Satellite. I don't, I don't remember it, offhand. It doesn't matter. Um, so, the game plays over a series of rounds. Uh, the rounds that you have are based on the number of players you're playing with. Mm-hmm. And you are trading. You are trying to get to different points on the board to then trade in resource cards to take actions that will allow you to remove your workers from the place uh, on the board onto your player marker to achieve points. Onto your uh, es- escape pod. Yeah, it's an escape pod. Yeah, thematic, John. Yeah. Yeah, and so basically, on your turn, you can move your aliens twice. Um, and that includes one, um, one time like popping up out of the core, basically to go move around the top, the ground level of the planet, and then to get onto a launch pad, you have to pay whatever resources it says. Um, but then the other piece that you left out is how it goes along, uh, follows a moon path, like depending on where the moon is, um, dictates. Um, what the conditions are for you to actually be able to get off. So, for example, if the moon, the moon moves around the board each turn, uh, if the moon is right above the bonfire, um, you're going to need more resources and you're going to have to roll the die better to get off because the moon is taking some of the light from the fire. So, your bonfire isn't working as your help as much. But on the flip side, if the moon is on the opposite side of the board, it's the dark moon, right? Mm. So you can't see it. 
And then you don't have to roll as many rockets to get off as what you did otherwise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, I would say um, with just the two of us, it wasn't super... It, it was a little fucky we where we could play different cards that blocked um, that blocked uh, each other from scoring points or getting our aliens off the planet by trading the resources in. Um, I'd be eager to see how it plays with more people. But the coolest part is, is that so we played with like the beginner setup, mm-hmm. which has like the the core that's like less competitive to get out of, and um, like just the standard. Uh, places like the standard um what would you call them i don't know you you skipped over an important piece of the setup where it's a modular board yeah that's what, but that's what i'm saying it's yeah, like no i know but the different pieces there's you start with four things that bring you up to the ground level and four things that are like your escape that's routes what, like the escape tiles yeah. um and the escape tiles you can swap out um and we played like john said with the b- beginner one but they are both double-sided, and there are four other ones, which makes actually means there's eight other ones that we didn't get to play with. Yeah, and it's cool. So if, like, you want a randomized thing, you could, like, make it more challenging or just, like, things you haven't played with before. So it, the replayability is cool. Um, the artwork is really cute and... and it's adorable. And lighthearted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think the little the little alien meeples are super cute, and I appreciate that they aren't little stickers. That they look like they're actually painted. Mm-hmm. Sometimes stuff like that. Sometimes it looks cheap when you get games like this. Sometimes mm-hmm. um, this one doesn't look cheap. No, the card stock's really good. Uh, it's not like something you're gonna shuffle the deck with, and things are gonna fuck up after a <laughs> while, which is nice. Yeah. Um, Things don't have, you said like the meeples don't have stickers on them, so like mm-hmm. things won't wear off. Everything is nicely printed. Yeah, I'm, tra- I'm anti tra- stickers on meeples. Yeah, especially if you have to do them on your, like, do them yourself. Yeah, if I gotta put them fucking stickers on myself, I'm gonna be mad. Yeah, because we had to do that with um, the, the ancient world. The ancient world. Yeah. And it was awful. It took forever. Because I don't trust myself to have the precision to do it because I don't have the patience for that shit. And if I fuck it up, I'll just get angry. And then I was all caffeinated, so I was shaky as shit trying to put (laughs) all of these stickers on the front and back. And I was like, sitting there trying to do it, and it was a big struggle. But, yeah, everything's really good. Um, The the play mechanics are simple. Super Uh, simple. Like you said, on your turn, you're going to be able to move one one of your workers twice or two of your workers once. And then you could play as many cards out of your hand as you want to that you're able to. And your cards are either, like you said, resources or another action. Mm-hmm. And some actions will let you to move let you move your worker an additional time, will let you move the moon back and forth around the board. Mm-hmm. Um, and then each time the moon uh, makes a full uh, circle around the board, the sun token... It's uh, been a day. It's been a day. So the sun moves one further down to uh, where it's going to explode. Essentially, the sun in your galaxy is going to blow up. Or maybe just the planet. No, I don't it's know. just the planet. Okay, but the sun token dictates the round. And then once you get to the, the end of the, uh, the moon circling the board, for however many players there are, um, the person with the player with the most aliens off the planet onto their escape pod wins. Yeah, and then if you're tied... Um, your t- first tiebreaker is going to be who has the most resources, resource cards in their hand. And then, if you're still tied after that, it's just a fucking tie. Yeah. Which is what happened to us. 
today. Yeah. Just tied. Yeah, and it was it was super simple. Um, there's a solo mode. We haven't fucked with it because we don't really do solo game stuff. No. Cool to the people who do. We can't speak to that. But if you're having trouble understanding a tile that, or like uh, an uh, the action tile for the modular piece, like it'll the rule book does a great job explaining what it is and how mm-hmm. it functions, and. It's probably one of the lighter games that we bought in recent memory. Yeah, especially lately. But it was just good to just have it all set up, not complicated, super easy entry point, and it was fun. Yeah, I mean, we set it up, learned how to play, played the game, packed it up, and put it away. In about an hour. In about an hour. Mm-hmm. So, definitely good. And it'll it'll be fun. It'll be a fun light game to play when uh, people start coming over again. Yeah, especially people who normally don't play board games. Like it's not something super competitive, mm-hmm. right? It's fun to move your pieces around and and how they operate on the board is kind of thematic and, and cool. So yeah, and you know, I was trying to think about games that are similar, um, and I don't think we have anything that plays super like this because it's a little bit worker placement e. But also it's moving around on the board, right? So the only thing I could come up with that's kind of similar was more in terms of the board mm-hmm. and the fact that the board fits together like a puzzle. So I was thinking about like Clank in Space and kind of Space Park just because you move around in the same kind of motion. Yeah, and then there's certain things in Space Park that allow you to manipulate where a token is on the board to take different mm-hmm. uh, actions. So yeah, I, w- I would say... Space Park for the mechanics is the closest, but um, Clank in Space for like how the board setup goes mm-hmm. is probably as yeah. similar as we could think of. Is there anything you didn't like about the game? Not that I could think of. Like it was, it was. I thought it was my main concern when we grabbed it. Is like okay, it's thirteen plus, which is is good. I don't really like kitty games. You say that, but so many of our games say eight plus on them. Yeah, and they're great games. Yeah, but you, that, you that, are way too swayed by the lowest age that they put on a box. Like it fucking matters. It doesn't yeah. matter. Because if you bring your kid over here, I'm gonna fucking crush it. Potion explosion when I start picking up marbles and shit, you're going the fuck down. Who are you talking to? Whoever has kids when they bring them over. They're not gonna bring them over now. That's for sure. Nope. Good. I don't feel bad about getting drunk with people here. Yeah, because you felt bad before. Yup. Um, I'm going to let you take the next one because I think this was your favorite out of the lot. Yeah, so um, the second one we're going to talk about is a game called The 100 Tory. So um, in this game, basically you are helping to build a garden in Japan. And it's got the different um, Tory... It's not statues. Store, I can't remember what the word is offhand. But the different Tory uh, gates. That's the word. Mm-hmm. The different Tory gates that you want to be able to go through um, to create a path connecting um, one one aspect of a garden to another. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you, what you do is you actually build the board out on your turn. And so it's a tile placement game where you draw two tiles and then you pick one to play. And then you score points off of those tiles. Um, so the theme is very garden, naturey, not surprising. Um, and it's also a Japanese uh, game. It's just like culture-wise. Yeah. Japanese. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, yeah. And so 
before you actually start your turn, you have this cool mechanic where you can get help from these vendors, basically. And vendors is kind of a weird word because, like, one of them is a poet. And if you use the poet's help, you get a specific action to do to help your turn. Um, and there's, like, five different ones, five different people who can help you with five different abilities. If you use those abilities, you get to, like, collect some points for doing that. And there's some end game bonuses of, like, if you used every helper once, then mm. it's worth, like, five points at the end. But if you used three helpers five times, then it's worth ten points at the end. So there's this weird, like, set collection kind of piece. And, um... Sorry. You always do that. Just slapping shit in the table. <laughs> yeah, it bugs me. Um, but, yeah, so basically just trying to build your path... Um, through the garden and connect like two water basins. So when you connect two water basins, you collect one from the, the, um, supply from the supply. Yep. But if you pass through a gate, you might collect two. Um, or if you pass through a blue gate, then you get to collect one other random resource. So, um, the tile placement aspect of the game is a lot like, uh, Carcassonne, Mm -hmm. Which we actually have never really played. No, we play like uh, we play in a free iPad version called Farm Cassone, which is very similar, just farm themed and free. Mm-hmm. It's goofy. And I, I really like these kinds of games. Things about like building paths and connecting point A to point B in the most, I don't know, the most interesting way to be able to maximize your benefits really speaks to me yeah and it's an interesting mechanic because what you're trying to do is you're not just laying down the tiles but having these different um these different vendors that you could use the abilities of you're trying to extend the length of your path as best you can Mm -hmm. by going through as many gates as you can in the process and like you said going through a red gate is going to get you matching is going to get you an extra one of the matching symbols that you're creating the longest path for going through a blue gate is going to get you an extra random one so there's ways to like maximize and multiply the resources that you're getting Mm -hmm. and then once you get certain amount of resources like you said you get the um the marker for extra points but then any excess resources that you have you could spend to gain access to other vendors so has an interesting mechanic the artwork is beautiful Mm -hmm. yeah i really like the art uh in this game and i had been you know since we'd been playing the uh farm cassone app i had been (laughs) thinking about picking up carcassone and then i saw this game um, at No Land Beyond in their online store and started looking into it because I was like, I think this is going to be a more updated, more interesting version of that game. Yeah. Um, and from what I've seen or read about Carcassonne, I think it, it scratches that itch in a much more unique way. The theme, we don't have any, I guess we do have some Japanese themed games. Yeah. We have Saikatsu. Yeah, we, I was going to say we don't have any, but we totally do. Um, but it does fit into that gardening, nature-y, but in a way that's very different from the other games we have. Yeah, I feel like it's more um, grounded. It's not so abstract. It's, yeah, for sure. It's like you are building these paths. Like It's going to look like a garden mm-hmm. and all these other things Like by the end of it. Mm-hmm. So it's just really cool. I, I We've only played it once so far. The rules are pretty straightforward. Um, a lot of 
your decision making process is just going to be learning what the different um, merchants do mm-hmm. and how to use their abilities to best maximize your turn and stuff like that. So just you're going to have like analysis paralysis, right? When you first. Mm-hmm. You will. I will. Yeah. More, most appropriately. And it, and it is tricky. I would say um, we've talked about what we really enjoy about the game. I would say what I enjoy least about the game is uh, the way things are marked on the card. Mm-hmm. It's difficult to see where certain paths line up to be able to um, create your your most ideal path. Sometimes it's like some of the icons are really small. And so then what they tried to do was enlarge it, but then it's hard to see if that's on the path that ends or if it's on the path going straight through. So it, it creates this weird optical illusion yeah, a so, little bit. So until you kind of get familiar with how the cards are supposed to um, show you where those icons are, it can be a little jarring to be like, wait, was this the direction I was supposed to go in? Because we messed it up a couple times. Mm-hmm. And, but it's it's super accessible. It's super pretty, mm-hmm. and it's really not that expensive. No, and, um, you know, I think we've said it before when we're buying new games. Uh, at this point, it's kind of like, where's the gap in our collection? And there are a lot of games like this that exist it, with, with a, like, path-building mechanic, and we didn't have any of them. Yeah. We didn't really have any of the build-the-board-as-you-go, path-making kind of games like we have other games where you build the board as you go kind of like a takenoko or you know things like that but nothing that had the specific path aspect the only game i would i would say is not mechanically and uh not thematically similar but like flipping over random tiles to build the board as you go is something like Betrayal, A House on the Hill, right? Like, you you have, like, your start marker, and then you're just flipping stuff over, and then the board builds as it goes. Mm -hmm. Um, But other than that, there's really no difference. The only other thing that is super tedious for this is literally punching out all the stuff to start because so many different tokens are so many different sizes, and... All these are so it's it's just time consuming to organize yeah. everything off the jump to be like, what is all this shit? Yeah, I mean that's a little nitpicky. But yeah, because you only have to do that once. Yeah, grasping for straws a little bit. A little bit. <laughs> but it was a lot of fun. We really enjoyed it. Yeah, I love this kind of game. I'm very uh, visual person, mm-hmm. so things like this really appeal appeal to me, and also like. Just the idea that you only have two tiles to choose from to play. There's only so many decisions you have to make. Like you say analysis paralysis, but you still only have two tiles that you can play on your turn. Yeah. So. And there's there's like, if you have like a shit hand, there's different uh, merchants that you could use to play two at the two on your turn or trade some in to get other ones. So it's not like you're just stuck with what you have. There's so so many different ways to manipulate your turn. Mm-hmm. To maximize what you're doing, it's just it's really unique, and uh, I know some people might not be like, might be turned on or off by the theme or by the theme of it because it's like, it's not super flashy. It's not like it looks like oh, doesn't really have to do with the theme. Yeah, but it's a little more mature looking, right? Like yeah, but I mean it's not cutesy cutesy. That, that's what I mean. Yeah, I mean. You were talking about Seikatsu, and that is a very abstract kind of game because you know you're trying to create the most beautiful garden 
or the most pleasing yeah. garden. Um, I'm basically just trying to compete to be the most zen. And this is nothing like that at all. It's definitely a concrete, these are the rules kind of thing. Yeah, I think as we play more games and add more things to our collection, for a long time you and I were pretty adverse to be like, wow, looking at the cover of this game, this game looks boring as fuck. Mm-hmm. Like, And I I wish like I didn't get in my head about that sometimes because it's like, oh, like I think this looks too little kitty, for example. <laughs> or I think... Like artwork matters, but if it's a good game and it's fun to play, like some your your brain is gonna push that by the wayside eventually, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, for sure. I dig this game. It was like you said, pretty cheap. Um, putting it back in the box, you know, you were talking about punching everything out. Something that does impact you every time you play is putting it away. <laughs> And it was a real pain in the ass to put away. Yeah, just just as a heads up, if you're a game designer. And you, in your box, include a diagram of how to put this shit back appropriately so the box will close. You have already failed in that <laughs> process. Yeah, I'm just going to start throwing out all box inserts and just buying extra baggies. Like, yeah. nobody ever gives enough baggies. And also, inserts half the time are just fucking infuriating. Yeah, we're talking to you, Parks. You, that, you that might hate be, that one so I much. hate it so bad because like it even one. has the fucking diagram on it and it doesn't fit. It does not fit. It's, like, it's just the little trays. The little supply trays don't fit in there right. Everything else fits in there right. Yeah, everything else has a home, but it's like, yeah, why won't this fucking box close? <laughs> I know. You, you, I, you are all up in your feelings about that one. It's stupid. That's why I put it away. Yeah. <laughs> fucking elbow drop that box. Wow, no. It's a pretty box. Don't it's do fine. that. It's very beautiful. Um, and the last then, one is you. Yeah, so um, we I was super stoked. Usually we don't jump in the hype train for a lot of things. We um, we like to go into board game shops pretty random, right? So we, we're not, you know, hip to the jive on all the new games all the time because that's what the kids say. Usually if we're hip on the new games, it's because we stumbled into a... Um, usually when our stumbling is in... Um, Third Eye Games in Annapolis. We stumble in there and they've always got a table of new stuff. And yeah. you and I always just like circle that table like eight times. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we say no. And then the last time that we circled that table, we got High Rise and Pan Am. So yeah. that worked out Those real well. Those are pretty new. But uh, yeah, the last game that we ended up picking up was uh, Lost Ruins of Arnak by, was it CGE? I think was the... I think so. It's like check game something. I don't know. Um, Crushing. Nailed it. So, uh, yeah, if you haven't, if you're into board games, you've seen this game fucking everywhere. Everyone's got it. If you don't have it, you, I guess you should have gotten it when it was... Check Games Edition. Yeah, so I, I was right. Is that what you said? Yeah, CG. I was like, check games something. I didn't know what the last word was. Well, there you go. Yeah, uh, it is a... a it's archaeology and um, exploration themed. You know, yeah. kind of like um, Indiana, Indiana Jones. Jones. Yeah. So essentially, you are an archaeologist going to the ruins of Arnak to get a whole bunch of fucking. Uh, what are the words? I, I don't know. What are you trying to say? Like, what are you You're trying, just trying to collect? To explore knowledge. Yeah, but you get knowledge and. Um, what are the pieces called that you get to score points? Sites. 
There's their sites and then there's what are the other pieces? The guardians. Of, yeah, whatever. So I'm doing the best I can to supply your train of thought here. So yeah, don't help me. You don't get to look at me like I'm the one who fucked this up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So essentially, um, you are moving your uh, archaeologists around the board to take different actions. Um, there's a shit ton of stuff to do in the board. So you could spend uh, different resources to take uh, basic actions on your turn. Uh, you could spend um, a higher amount of resources to take more um, advanced actions. Um, some actions that you take in your turn are going to grant you instant rewards, but then you have to like confront a guardian, which is going to make it harder for you to accomplish um, gaining points and stuff like that. So I, it's a weird game because we usually have things that like focus on one main mechanic versus mm-hmm. just being a catch-all. This one's definitely a catch-all. So we didn't really go. We jumped on like the hype train and everyone's like, oh, it's like one of the best deck builders. And deck building is one of our favorite mechanics. Obviously, we did a whole episode about it. And... Go listen to that. Yeah, I don't even know what episode that was. That doesn't matter. It's called deck building. Yeah. Everyone who listens is smart. Yeah. At least smart enough to read that far. Mm-hmm. So, uh, deck building is only one mechanic. It is also uh, worker placement. It is also resource, man- resource management. Um, and it does a whole lot of stuff okay. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, yeah, you're definitely right. It does all of those things just fine. Um, like... I expected deck building to be a stronger mechanic in the game. And I'm not sure. Like, to a certain extent, I feel like you could get rid of some of the deck building pieces. Because it almost feels like a waste sometimes to spend my money on cards. Yeah. Partially, I mean, what's interesting about the game, to me at least in terms of the deck building piece, is normally in a deck builder, you buy the card... And that goes into your discard pile for the next time that you shuffle. Um, And so then it just lives somewhere in your deck. In this game, I'm guessing because it's only five rounds, um, that when you buy that card, it immediately goes onto the bottom of your um, face-down cards. So no matter, almost almost no matter what, you're going to play that card in the next round. Which I do like that piece just because it kind of speeds up, excuse me, speeds up the engagement of it Mm -hmm. right so like there's a little bit of an instant the instant effect of those cards yeah so there's there's that card like there's two kinds of cards you could add to your deck right there's the item cards that when you buy them they slip into the bottom of your uh your deck then there's artifacts Mm -hmm. which cost more you could immediately take the action of that card and then it goes into your discard pile Mm mm-hmm so those are different stuff that uh, different things you can add. There's also a research track. So aside from building, uh, adding cards to your deck, and aside from moving your uh, worker around to take different actions, you could also go up this research track, which is essentially you spending higher valued um, resources mm-hmm. to move up further to gain more abilities to score more points get some extra bonuses stuff like that yeah so it, it's kind of a catch-all when it's like 
Yeah, I mean, if you don't do the research track, you're not going to be competitive in the game. I think that's the one thing that kind of bugs me about it overall is like if you just choose to not do the research track and your opponent or opponents do, you're probably going to be left in the dust. Yeah. You did uh, the last time we played because I think we played it three times now. Mm-hmm. The last time we played, you got higher up on the research track, but I just got lucky being able to get more, uh, conquer more guardians and buy more valued cards. That I like, I eked out a win, but not by much. So, did you win? Yeah. Questionable. I, I'm pretty sure I did. Okay, well, I'll check later. But, um, yeah, so, uh, thematically, it's awesome. Like really, mm-hmm. really enjoy the theme. Really enjoy the the artwork and and all the the thought process of like what it feels like to explore new ruins and like things that pop up and there's ways to maximize how you do your turn to where it doesn't feel like you're just like flipping over cards, doing what the cards say, spending the resources from the cards, and then mm-hmm. moving on. Right, like that would be a traditional deck builder. Yeah. Um, I feel like I said from the first time that we actually sat down and played it, it reminds me of Clank and of Stone Age. A weird combination of a very new, very popular deck builder and then a very classic game like Mm -hmm. Stone Age. Um, So to me, it's a more interesting Stone Age because it has the deck building component to it. Yeah, and then you're, you're going around specifically trying to get certain resources so you could spend those mm-hmm. to be able to buy new cards or get new tiles and stuff like that. So you're right. It is definitely very Stone Age-y. Um, if, if you're into like something that is just multifaceted and isn't like super focused or hyper-focused on one mechanic, it's a pretty good game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it particularly lives up to the hype everyone has been giving it. It's a lot more basic than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, for a big box game. Well, and for something that was this pop that was this popular. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess I most I feel like a lot of games that get this much hype tend to be like I don't know. It 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 tends to be like the the Red Raven games, right? Like you think about how popular um Above and Below and like Sleeping Giants is, right? Yeah. And so th- those are big games sleeping giants or i think it's sleeping Sleeping gods Gods. yeah we obviously haven't played it no um but like those that's a big hyped game right now or like stonemeyer games where it's like you know you're getting quality Mm -hmm. like components and it's going to be like a a very developed game yeah it's going to be an experience so what we don't like aside from like the hype train it has derailed from in our opinion Holy fuck, if a mechanic is going to be deck building in your game, <laughs> the cards can't feel like ass. Yeah, these cards feel like they're going to tear right in your hands. Like It's the worst part of the game. And I know there's like some people like, oh, why don't you just get these uh, card sleep protectors? And like, listen, motherfucker, I know those exist, but I shouldn't have to supply those. And to I, not ruin a component of the game. Like, quickly. And again, I'm not like chewing on these cards or like crumpling. I'm not like an ogre with like massive hands just crimp, crimp, uh, crinkling shit up. But it's like the cardstock is complete shit. Yeah, it's. I wouldn't even call it cardstock. It feels like construction paper. Yeah, it's almost like it's a little higher higher quality than what you could do for print and play. Yeah, I don't like that at all. 
Um, and then, <laughs> so the when we first sat down to play this game, over, overall, I would say that the rules are relatively clear, with one huge glaring exception to the rules. It doesn't describe to you what a fucking round is in the game. Nope. So the little turn order card, the little cheat sheet, which I appreciate, big fan of little cheat sheets on my turn, um, it says that you get to do one main action for your turn, but it doesn't tell you how many turns you actually get. And the, I feel like some people are going to be listening to this and be like, oh, these people don't understand how to take their turns. No. The game is not clear that you go back and forth. And so I was like, why do I have two researchers? How am I only get five turns in this entire game? Like, it didn't describe at all in round one. You go back and forth until somebody passes. Yeah. And, and like, that, that that's why it was so confusing. Like, when we were first sitting down and jumping into things, it's like, okay, you can't market your game as a deck builder when it's predominantly a worker placement game and you're doing all these different things and it's like a main action is playing a card okay and you get one main action per turn in my brain a turn is you take a turn i take a turn the round is over Mm -hmm. so it, it never it's not very explicit that I take a turn, you take a turn, and then the round doesn't end until both of us are like, I can't take any more turns. And I think when they said turns, they should have said actions. Yeah. You take an action, I take an action, you take an action. Yeah. That would have been infinitely, infinitively, infinitely more useful. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I got strong feelings about that, because we literally busted this game open, started playing it, and we were like... This is dumb. Like, <laughs> turns out we were dumb, but also it wasn't clear. Yeah. That was really frustrating. And we're pretty good with rules, right? Like, a lot of the times with new stuff, even if it's a little, like, more complicated, it's nothing that's, like, impossible for us to comprehend. Like, some of the, even some of the bigger games that we played where it's like, oh, well, rules-intensive games like Dead of Winter or... Um, something like Robinson Crusoe, like there, you can understand them. The game is just a giant asshole, mm-hmm. and it's like, oh well, I feel like I'm being buried alive because the game is supposed to make you feel like you're struggling to breathe, and that's fun. <laughs> it's not. It is though. Dead of winter, at least. Robinson Crusoe's like, hey, were you having a great day? We're going to kill your whole fucking family on this desert island. Yeah, pretty much. And you're going to lose. And you're going to try again and lose a whole bunch. But (laughs) aren't you having fun? (laughs) (laughs) Good time for you and your friends. But yeah, not to rag on it too much. Like, the the cardstock blows and uh, that one rule was real fucky for our brains. It's not a rule. It wasn't written in there. If it was, yeah, this lack thereof a rule (laughs) was real fucky. And if it wasn't for you, great. We suck. Whatever. Um, I would say the components are really good. Yeah, I mean, it sucks that the cards are so shitty because the rest of the components are truly excellent. Mm -hmm. The tiles that you're laying down to, uh, once you you do an action like explore a new site and you're going to flip a tile and this tile becomes the new action that everybody can take. Mm -hmm. 
Um, it's beneficial to do it first because you get a whole bunch of shit for free, which then can extend how many actions you take before the round is over. Mm-hmm. Right? So a lot of the, like the first round is like, okay, you're going to spend this, you're going to spend this. And it's real basic, but you could chain up how many actions you could take in a round, like pretty well mm-hmm. before, uh, I by do the time like the fifth, that mechanic. yeah, because it feels like you're doing more as the game progresses, mm-hmm. but like. All the components like um, the gems and the arrowheads, uh, even the uh, cardboard punch-out coins and the compasses just mm-hmm. feel really cool. The little archaeology meeples is cute. They're adorable. They're wearing little, like, Indiana Jones hats. So, but yeah, like I said, we're not trying to dissuade anybody from getting it. Like, if it's something you're, like, if the theme speaks to you and you're like, oh, I really want this because it just looks cool on a fucking table, like, go for it. Yeah, I don't think you're going to be disappointed I don't think you're going to be disappointed in, like, the fact that it's fun. But... Because it is fun. It's also just... There's nothing new to me about it, right? Like, there's nothing that's particularly unique yeah. about it. And I and so I think I expected something... I just expected a different experience, but it just reminded me of a lot of other games, which is also fine. Yeah. So, I just think it's important to go into it with that. Yeah. I just can't wait for game shops to open up again so we could, like, play yeah. these games before we buy them because... Because mm-hmm. I think if we would have played this before we bought it, we would have been like, oh, that's cool. It was a good experience, just not for our collection. So. Yeah, unlike when we... Um, Azul was probably one of the last hyped games that we were like, that game looks dumb. Uh, and we played it at a game store. Yeah. <laughs> New Year's Eve, 2019. Oh, that was the last time we sat down to play games in a game store yeah it was it was nolan beyond's like soft opening remember yeah. they had the new year's eve party mm-hmm. and we played azul and then we were like y'all got azul in stock and they were like no sorry we just sold our last one we were like but fuck but we want it um we ended up buying it at some point obviously but that one lives up to the hype too yeah but yeah so i don't know i just expected something new and I just, I'm done. I want to go sit at Don't Land Beyond and have my boozy snow cone and play a game there. Mm. You know? Well, they're going to be opening up their outside space. That's yeah, I know. Cool. I or it's wait. already open, but. I don't know. I don't remember. Me neither. They told it's us a lot of It's still too windy to, yeah. to play much outside. But That's the worst. We'll see. But yeah. Um, ready to move on? Yeah, those are uh, all the things that we've been playing. If uh, you have any strong agreements or disagreements, um. Hit us up. We like hearing your feedback. If not, like, I don't know. Don't don't get these games. But we like them. We like them enough to talk about them for about 45 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, after we stopped talking about board games, sex toys, so. Yeah. That's where this started. Um. So, yeah, those are the board games we have been playing, for the most part. Um. What else are you playing? Uh, or reading? Or whatever. I started a new book called Aliens uh, Into Charbdis. Uh, Charbdis? Yeah, I don't know what the fuck that means. It's like a location. It it's, doesn't matter. It's in the Alien <laughs> uh, the alien uh, movie universe, and uh, it's by this author named Alex White. Pretty good book. Read one of his uh, prior to this, and uh, just really enjoying it. Well, there you go. Because I read and watch horror movies and review them, uh, and books and stuff when I'm not doing this. Why? You think you're cool? No, just why I, I like to do. Okay. Um... I just finished a book called The Sanatorium. Oh, you think you're cool? I am cool. Yeah, you're right. Um, It was by Sarah Pierce, and it takes place in Europe, and these people, like, 
converted an old sanatorium where they were treating uh, tuberculosis patients a long, long time ago, and they made it into a hotel. And then people start dying via murder. In the hotel, there's a big avalanche that gets them trapped at the hotel, and they're trying to solve who's doing the murder. Um, I finished it two days ago on Friday, and I had to finish it before it got too dark outside because it started to get real creepy at the end. <laughs> so, And a little bit graphic towards the end, too. So if that doesn't appeal to you, stay away from this book. Um, and before that, I read a book... Um, it was called Beach Read. That's what it was. I could see the cover in my head. It was called Beach Read by Emily Henry, which is very, very different from this. Um, <laughs> I like to go back and forth with, like, a thriller or horror book into, like, something super light that you can just, like, fly through, basically. And this is the the light, like, romancy kind of book where this uh, author, she's having writer's block, so, um, and her dad had just died and left her this house. Um, she didn't have anywhere else to go, and, um, so she's living in this house on Lake Michigan. I think it's in Lake Michigan. It's in, it's in Michigan, so I think she's on the lake. And next door is another author, also experiencing writer's block. They went to college together, didn't know that they were living in the same town. They obviously hook up. Wow. So, it's not even really a spoiler, if we're being honest. Wow. Um, should beach fuck. Maybe they should have. Either way, it was a, it was a great <laughs> book. I read it in, like, three days. Super fast. Super fun. Nice. Um, and in those three days, I was totally, like, dreaming about these characters. So, it was a good read. Now I put the other author's holds, uh, other author's books on my library hold, which means I'll probably have it in about six years. Sounds about right. Man, I can't wait to go back to a bookstore. Yep. Yeah, uh, for what we're watching, um, all of our cooking shows are slowly coming out of quarantine like the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. And we're watching uh, Guy's... Uh, Food Network's Tournament of Champions 2, where Guy Fieri just... You were going to say Guy's Tournament of Champions. Yeah, it's it's literally Guy Fieri hosting a whole bunch of his friends battling in this just very made-up, tense tournament Mm -hmm. where one of them is going to win money at the end. It's just basically Guy Fieri and the Food Network giving money to his friends. Mm -hmm. Yep, but it's so good. I'm here for the drama. Uh, We've also been watching The Great Food Truck Race. Yeah, a um, great food truck race, Alaska. Yeah, which is fucking wild. It's so dumb. It's so excellent. Yeah, yeah. Microphone just farted in my ear. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, it's like it's a food truck uh, competition, but in Alaska, where it's just cold. really fucking cold, and they go to these towns that have like fourteen people, and they're like, "Person who makes the most money wins," and someone's like, "I made forty-seven cents." You won today. <laughs> what? Yep. Oh, my car won't start. Why? Because it's so cold. Somebody's ears got frostburnt. Frostbitten. Frostburnt. Yeah, <laughs> like chicken. You got frostburnt ears. Oh, frostburnt. Um. Also, I've been watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier, mm-hmm. and uh, also started the new Mighty Ducks on Disney Plus. Yeah, which I think the second episode is up, but we haven't mm-hmm. watched it yet. Correct. Yeah. And you know what? The first episode is fucking brilliant. Of Mighty Ducks. Mighty Ducks. Yeah. It's so funny. It's so good. It has Lauren Graham from Gilmore Girls, which is delightful. It's so good. Yeah. I love it. I'm enjoying it. Falcon and the Winter Soldier is just action bro-y. 
It's no WandaVision. No, it's not. We don't think it's as good as WandaVision. Not yet. Not yet. I, there's just, you know, I've seen the story of a bunch of dudes fighting each other. That's like half the Marvel movies, so. Also, fuck you, Disney, for like, oh, we're not going to put Deadpool or Logan on Disney Plus because it's too violent. We saw a woman throw a knife at a dude's face yeah. and kill him. Everyone's getting shot and everything, and everyone's like, yay! It was like... Yeah, it's a lot. The kids are cheering on people being gunned down in, like, Slovakia or wherever the fuck they were in this episode, and it's just like... I have no idea. No. It's extra. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. It's Like I said, it's no WandaVision. It's not. And then uh, I'm still playing that Undermine game. I'm getting towards the end of it. I can't wait till you're done with that game so I can stop hearing that damn song. That damn jingle. I don't know. All of them. Don't, 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 don't. It's so good. If you like, if you like roguelite games where you're just like a, a cave miner going down and fighting different creatures and getting gold and all this other stuff, it's, it's a great game. I really enjoy it. I believe you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and then as soon as we're done here, we're going to go play Outriders. Yeah. We we did the demo a few weeks ago. I think we talked about that. Yep, now it's on Game Pass, so we're going to fucking be Outriders and stuff. Yeah, and fight some aliens and mm-hmm. whatnot. Now that I've uh, completely forgotten how the controls work from when we played the demo for two hours, Should six be years ago. Yep. I forgot how to do all of it, so it's time to relearn. Yep. But yeah. That's basically it. That's basically it. We ordered Domino's tonight and feeling a little lethargic. Yeah, I feel like a bag of hot ass. Yeah. And not like a good hot ass, like saggy and damp. Gross. I think that's a good place to to not talk anymore. Yeah, so if you like what you hear and not the soggy, damp ass part, <laughs> you can find us all over the internet. Uh, com is probably the most... Uh, faithful place to see all of our stuff but you could also subscribe in your favorite podcast app we're on apple Podcasts. we are on stitcher for android and we are on spotify yeah yeah and instagram is where you find the most of our content uh that's where i post all the things and you'll see sometimes different pictures of our cats because they want to play too they don't though i mean last week i posted a picture of phoebe who got into the game cabinet and just sat on top of canvas like wow Bitch. Bitch. But yeah, uh, follow us on there, Bored to Death uh, Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Yep. And um, yeah, share our stuff, like our stuff, comment. We like talking to uh, people we don't know about things that we like to play. Yeah. It's kind of fun. I connected with a lot of people in Baltimore and in like greater Baltimore area. And like. What about lesser Baltimore? I don't know about lesser Baltimore. Moderate Baltimore. Yeah. Uh huh. Yep. But yeah, just send me a message. I, it's you're usually talking to me. Yeah, thankfully on uh, Instagram. So and and I, I, I this this how I make friends now <laughs> on Instagram. God, we're lonely. <laughs> well, until next time, I'm John. I'm Kayla. And this is how we roll.